0: Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott, and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. This week, I'm sharing a conversation with Jessica Page with you. This is not Jessica's first rodeo or her first time in the Find Your Awesome podcast. We had her on about a year and a half ago. This time she's back talking about her social media sabbatical, which of course I'm super excited about because I am, as of now, I have been off social media for more than a year. It it feels like longer than that. I don't miss it one little bit. So there's that piece of the conversation. Then we talk about wealth codes and what all of that means. And then she shares her plant medicine journey with us. Now, I feel like I should say a disclaimer here. I personally don't feel called to plant medicine at this time. And I, I of course, find all forms of transformation really fascinating. So I'm so gr- grateful to Jess for sharing her story, her beautiful, incredible, gentle story. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And as always, if you want to work with me or learn more about me, head over to KelseyAbbott.com. That's where you can get your free human design chart. Sign up for my newsletter list where I share stories of human design in real life, like the actual real life, true story experiences of the human design experiment. It's where you can book your human design reading and it's where you can learn more about Light Leader Amplification. That is my one-on-one coaching offer for light leaders. A light leader is someone like Jessica Page who is here to raise the world. How do you know if you're here to raise the world? You have a knowing. You have this feeling deep inside you that you're here to change the world. It's not a cocky feeling. It's It's a fiery passion that says... I am here to raise the world, to elevate the world. So if that is you, head over to my website, KelseyAbbott.com, and book a free 15-minute consultation. Remember, you are a miracle. I love you. You are amazing. Go forth and be awesome. Welcome back, Jess. I'm really excited you're here.
1: I'm really excited to be here, sister.
0: <laughs> Yay. So you're currently on a social media sabbatical, eh?
1: Yes. Today marks two weeks and one day since I how left. How does it feel? Oh, feels weird. Like, it feels... At first, I was like, how am I going to be able to do this? And I didn't think that I was addicted or that... Like I, you know, I was like, I can live without it. And then the first couple of days I was like, oh my God. Like I, I didn't realize like how much I actually go to it. And I'm like, non-intentionally scrolling or I get sucked in, it's like the vortex, right? Like it sucks you in, you, you go like to check one thing and then it's like yeah. an hour later. So it has been probably one of the most expansive experiences or I really experiment, I think is a better word, that I have moved myself through in years, maybe decades. I don't know.
0: <laughs> what have you learned so far?
1: Well, I, like it's really opened up space. So it shifted my, like it's, it shifted my patterns yeah, you know, like the gurus, like, quote unquote, will be like, you don't want to look at your phone first thing in the morning, but I definitely did. And, and a lot of it was like intentionality to check in with clients and check in my groups and all those things, right? Like what happened overnight, but it just really created an opened up space. And, you know, so what I have noticed first is the space and just a level of like creativity that I feel. And like my, you know, like a manifesting generator. And so right. Like we're constantly getting dropped with downloads and like, we're not short of intuition guidance. And it has been like amplified. I mean, so much has shifted in my world in the last two weeks and one day in terms of ideas, in terms of aligning into these business strategies, of, like how I want to move forward. And really for me, like a lot of, just a lot of my personalities. Like, how can I call them the bullshit rules? Like, how can I collapse this time? And how can I break this rule? Or how can I take the 20 steps and make them two steps? And, and I'm like, but do we really need to be on social media to grow your business? And honestly, it's something I've taught my clients. And as like a really beautiful, my computer is like, let's update Adobe. Let's update Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> um, as like as someone who's, who's taught like organic, organic audience growth through social media. And then I'm like, what would happen if I didn't do that? And, and just like, how would I grow? What would that look like? What are the possibilities? And so it's been really fun to experience that and explore that and really connect with just one channel for the moment, which is email. And that sometimes is fun too, because I think, you know, people can be like, oh, email's dead, or you know, because there's so much hype that's like in, in aliveness and onness that's on social media. And that was the other thing. Like part of there was many reasons why I chose the sabbatical. But I got honestly burned out with feeling like I always need to be on. hmm Like the onness, like the pictures, how many the pictures and the vibe and the story, and it's like. What if I stripped all of that away and connected with my audience via email? And there's just been this rawness, this intimacy, this like this connection that's just been quite lovely, to be honest, like surprisingly good.
0: Yeah, it feels to me as you're describing it that you by in the last two weeks and one day, it's like you cleared out a room in your house and now you can see the walls and you can like see the floor beneath your feet and you can reach up for that expansive ceiling.
1: Yeah. Yes. I would say that's accurate. Yeah. And it's like, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think we need to be doing things like we've got to be doing this thing. And we've got to be doing this thing. And like, we need all of the pulls to be able to grow the business. And like, is that really true? I'm not so sure. It's true. Mm -mm. So yeah, total freedom, total expansiveness. It's been so fun. It's been so playful. And like, I'm getting these, the sweetest messages just from people on like, if I were not, not that social media necessarily is fake. And there'll be a time when I'm sure I'll reunite with social media. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm gone. I don't feel like I'm gone forever. It was like, let me experiment, experiment. And it felt like when the the guidance came through, it felt like it would be like 30-ish days and now I'm like, I don't know if I want to go back in two weeks. <laughs> so I'm just feeling into it. But, you know, when you strip away so much of what social media is, and it's just like, you, like I'm connecting with like the written word and, and email and just more like, I feel more depth in myself and from people. And it's just been pretty cool.
0: Mm. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to freedom. (laughs) Freedom! (laughs) I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary. I may have passed it. I don't know. I don't know the day I actually got off. (sighs) But I, too, thought it's just for, like, a couple weeks. And then... One year later? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, now I, like... So I didn't take the apps off my phone for... I don't know why. Why? they're just still there, but I don't ever touch them. Um, But even like the idea of looking at it, I'm, it's like touching poop. Like, I don't want to do that. That's just gross. Why would I touch that little F icon? No.
1: It's so funny. <laughs> it, it's led me on this, like, you know, it, like I'm all about creating energetic space and closing out tabs and, you know, cleaning cleaning and decluttering and all of that and it took me down this like digital detox that was the start of it and then I remember it was a Monday afternoon and I had like cleaned up loose ends and announced to my group I mean I have this beautiful group that I've grown and and then I was like why why I grew the group because a mentor at the time told me group like the groups are where you monetize and you grow the thing and like it's what you got to do and and then I'm like why Do I have my profile and my group? A lot of it's the same stuff. I like, it's so much noise. And I'm like, why do we like, and when I say we like, why did I feed into this idea that I needed to be here and I needed to be here and I needed to be here. So when I tied up loose ends on this Monday afternoon, I was like, said my goodbyes. And I felt like I responded to everyone that I was gonna respond to, posted the link. So if you wanna join my email list, here's how you do it, I'm signing out. And then I deleted the apps. And then I went on this digital detox and, you know, it's like when things slowly get cluttered, you don't realize it. It's like people saying like, I've lived, you know, I've lived in my house, like over the years, I've collected all these things. And that sort of happened. I wound up having three emails. So like I deleted the two emails, consolidated, changed all like my emails and updated all my systems. But then even just like, released folders and folders on my computer and apps on my phone and just all sorts of things like i've never cleansed so much digitally in my life and like i think that attests to the whole just like it is it is such freedom and we Mm. don't realize how how much space all of those little things it's like leaving everything kind of undone unfinished so there's like energy coming in. There's a leak here. There's a leak here. And so I like sealed that up, released it. And it's like, this is peace. Yeah. Oh,
0: so as manifesting generators, and this is true for generators too, what I tell my clients is when you feel frustrated, that's your red flag that you're out of alignment, go get rid of something, go Clear away something that is a not this, that's a no. And if you don't know, if you're not yet brave enough to clear away the big thing, go tackle the junk drawer, go like clear out that corner or go delete a whole bunch of emails or delete a whole bunch of things from your computer. I think after this conversation, actually, I'm going to finally delete those apps from my phone because I'm wondering (laughs) what they are blocking. Yeah. I know by it's sitting lady. there I've been comparing them to I'm like they're like the apps for my um one set of Bluetooth headphones I have there's an app that needs to be on my phone for the headphones to work I don't ever open that app because there's nothing in there so that's how I viewed the social media apps but there's still the energy of it on there let's get it out of here yes listener. thank you <laughs> My pleasure. (laughs) You always inspire me. I feel like so many times when I get your emails, I'm like, oh wow, we are so on the same wave right now. It's often a little ridiculous. (laughs) One of the the things I've seen you talking about a lot in the last year, maybe we were just talking about how time doesn't really make sense to me, (laughs) but however long it's been, are wealth codes. Yes. What is a wealth code?
1: (laughs) So like, I don't know if it's an actual term or if it's just something like.
0: It doesn't matter if you've coined the term, it's a term.
1: Yeah. It's like this, you know, I'll tell you (laughs) so funny. Uh, I'll tell you where, where it first kind of came into my awareness. And I don't even remember where I was flying to. But I was I was flying somewhere. I was flying, and you know when like travel is such a big thing for me, and it's like a, the adventure of it, and the, just the frequency shifts, and and so even like the whole thing like people dread packing and they dread the flying. It's like I love it all. Like I've just grown into so much gratitude for all of it. Especially- You're like,
0: give me that security line. Yes,
1: <laughs> and even just like packing, like I'm excited to pack, and then when I come home, I'm always excited, you know, to just be home, and it's just all like. I love it all. So even like being in the airplane, like I, there's just a frequency to it. And so my husband and I were traveling somewhere and like, as we were starting to land and we were like going, you know, like the part where you going through the clouds and it's all white, had these like codes coming into my body like I could see it was almost like the matrix sort of like downloading codes into my body and I was like what is that and just the feeling of it it very much felt like you were going through the clouds like could feel it simmering in and, and so that was the first experience I had this influx of like I don't know what this is but like I, I felt this going into my system into my energy and then I'll get these glimpses like when I'll be going through upgrades and obviously just like any like conscious being there's just a lot of work to do at least what I found and how I coach my clients a lot of money work to do and you know it's a lifelong journey like I never got to a point in my life yet anyways where I'm like I've got this money stuff so figured out I'm like good it's like there's always wisdom. There's always these upgrades. So for me, when I'm going through, whether it's a new, like it could be a new wealth bracket, or I just explained um, before we hit record that I went through huge transitions in my business last year. And it was very much like what didn't serve me got released. And it was like the trust and the surrender. I said, it was like a tsunami, like sucking, 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 sucking. And then boom, But in order for that to happen, it's like, how can I trust? How can I surrender? Like, I know I'm supported. And in those moments, I feel almost like these seeds of wealth. And for me, it's like, how can I just let them be watered? And how can I tap into what they are? So the wealth codes are really like this, this, integrated upgrade into my system that when I receive, it's almost like the we all own and embody all the wealth codes, but a lot of them can be dormant. So it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll feel the shift when I'm upgrading or when I like receive, which is like illuminating or turning on this wealth code where I don't ever go back before that point. It's like, I've received this thing. I know this to be actual truth and nothing can change it. It's a part of my body. It's turned on. I can water it. I could love it. It's truth. And so like, it's it's our money stories. It's our money patterns. It's our money beliefs. It's like all along wealth, like freedom, and awesome impact. And so it's a little bit about the wealth codes.
0: <laughs> I wanna know more. I wanna know, um, so first orders, what does it feel like in your body? When you have a new wealth code. Like For me,
1: yeah. It feels very much like for me, it's like in sacral. Like that's where like that's where I feel it in my body. And it almost feels like the last wealth code that that I like felt feels like it's something being planted. It's like that area of my body is like fertile and like planted. So very much like if you imagine planting something very like nurturing and loving and new beginnings, like that's sort of the energy and the vibe where I'm like, oh, it's like, I feel this. And and a lot of times I'll get the, like the vision to go with it. So it'll, it'll all just click and it'll be a full, full body expression of, oh, I am receiving a new wealth code. And the last time that I received a new wealth code was when I was on my medicine journey and I had this vivid, like With that, it was amplified, so it's not normally like this, but it was like I felt my stomach actually being pumped energetically, and then after it was pumped and I had a clean vessel, it's like if you were to fast and everything was emptied out of your system, and then you were dropped one thing in there, like one, like if you were to eat just a bowl of fruit and you feel the goodness of the fruit in that cleansed body, that's kind of how it felt. And then I felt the seeds being planted. And then I actually like had this full body response of like it watering and the things that I can do to nurture and love the seeds. So I think sometimes we get these upgrades whether it's wealth or something else. And then it's like, okay, I've received it. That's awesome, I'm I'm in gratitude for it. But then really the idea with the wealth goes is like allow yourself to receive, like how do we nurture it? Like it's just planted. So how do we, like, just like we were to plant, you know, my my eight-year-old, he's, both my kids are homeschool, and he's planting these little, these little seeds with cotton balls in the bag and, like, each day is, like, watching the little seeds sprout, and it's kind of like, that. like, we've got to water it, we've got to talk to it, there's things, that, like, it's got to be near sunlight, so it's, like, how, like, what's, what are the things that we can do to feed the code so that it has this energy and vibe to live in that's going to grow, so.
0: And so what do we do to feed it and nourish it?
1: Yeah. So really the first thing is just going back to it. It's like anything can be code, like a code, you know, a new belief can be a code. Like that's just how I receive it. It's like, this is a new code. This is part of me. This is part of my being now. And so it's upgraded my blueprint. It's new coding. So like just going back to, to giving it love to like, imagine, like, I like to imagine, like, this is a a new part of me. And like, it can be really promising myself and giving myself good rest. I might need like a, a nap when I'm in the energy of it, or, you know, really just after I receive an upgrade, like drinking so much water and cleansing myself. And it could be through nutrition. It could be through movement. It could be just through love or, you know, identifying with, like mine's a sacral, so it could be like identifying with the chakra, and you could use crystals or other tools to to kind of balance it out and give love, so I think more than anything, it's like the movement of energy with it, and like how can we dance with the new code or the new upgrade?
0: So is everybody getting these upgrades? I do Because it's just so? you.
1: No, <laughs> everybody, everybody for sure. It's like the light bulb moment of like, when you know something shifted, you feel it. And, you know, I see my clients go through this all the time. And like, it's, it's like, kind of the moment where, you know, like, I just received something and I know life will never be the same because of it. And sometimes I think we think those things have to be so, so big. But it's like these small pieces that are so sweet. And we're like, oh, wow, like I have this thing. And so that's kind of, the feeling and I think everyone receives them for sure it's just the the pause and the consciousness to to witness like what actually just happened
0: and so we don't need to be in an airplane to get a wealth code <laughs>
1: no that was like the beginning of it that's like the awareness of like I don't know it's almost like I felt all the codes going in at once and then like now they're being illuminated and activated I think we all have the codes you know, it's just like, it's like intuition, you know, we all have intuition, but you know, at least for at least two decades of my life, I turned it off. And then when I turned it back on, the game changed for me. So I think they just, they turn on, they turn on, they turn on, they turn on. If I didn't pay attention to my intuition, I stopped loving it and listening to it, then that would turn off again. And I think the same thing's true with our wealth codes. We love them, we witness them and they stay turned on and we're all in this journey together
0: yeah so if we have wealth codes do we also have like health codes and I don't know what else
1: <laughs> I would say so like my biggest are always freedom wealth and impact so I believe we all hold the codes for all of those things but yeah I absolutely feel health is a component of that and that may fall under the umbrella of freedom right because if we have shit health then well we don't really have quite a lot of freedom or if we're not in good health, like, do we really have the impact that we desire? So those seem to be like the, the three big pillars of codes from my perspective.
0: I love it. I love <laughs> your wisdom. Um, speaking of wisdom, speaking of your downloads, can we talk about your plant medicine journey? Yes. How did you decide to embark on a plant medicine journey? Yeah,
1: you know, it's really funny because it was a, it was a, decision like that and I had been feeling like like something like something was coming like I was going to be doing something or going somewhere or I was like exploring what that is and you know at that point my home my my family and I had been home for a year not traveling with COVID and I was like, I feel like I'm going to be going somewhere or doing something. And so I was looking at like Airbnbs and like, I'm like, that's not right. And that's not right. And then it was this Saturday that I drove by myself to a massage appointment. And on the way back, I always like to give myself a little bit of space after like, well, any time out of the house, but particularly a <laughs> spa service, because I my boys eight and 10 are like super like wild and yeah boy energy so I like to like give myself some time so I pulled into this there's this little it's called Talcott Falls it's this little waterfall in my town Watertown and so I pulled in there's only one parking spot It's this little cute quaint thing and so I pulled in and I was like grounding myself and then I found myself I think that like I was channeling the waterfall That very different waterfall than what you'd experience in Costa Rica. But I was like channeling the waterfall. And before, you know, it, I was like on these different Costa Rican sites looking at treats and I was like, is it going to be like a wellness retreat? And, you know, I'd never traveled by myself either. You know, I've always traveled with my husband or with all of us, my two kids. And so I really felt it was like a me thing, a retreat thing. And then I wound up on these two different sites for medicine journeys And like, I had heard of medicine journeys and like, it probably got dropped into my awareness about a year ago. And I can remember like, when I first heard about it, I'm like, okay, like, so it just seemed so like such a crazy thing to me. I was like, so you're taking drugs essentially to like quantum leap. And I like, I was not ready for it. So like dropped in and that was about it. So I think I'd been like simmering and marinating this whole time. And then I was, I was between these two different like places in Costa Rica. And at the same time, I had just sent a private coaching invitation to a client of mine who lives in Costa Rica. And part of that was a VIP day. So I was like, we were going to do a virtual VIP day. And so like things were starting to like track and I was receiving confirmation of like this thing threaded into this thing, into this thing. And then I was like, okay, universe, like, sometimes we can be so stubborn. It's like, I need a third sign, please. Cause <laughs> the two just don't feel quite like, so then I, I was just playful. I was like, okay, this, I was, I was having a messenger conversation with a prospect. And I was like, if she enrolls in this program, then like, I know for sure. Cause I didn't think that she was going to. In fact, she was sending me a message. She was asking me, it was so bizarre, such a bizarre experience. She was asking me like, for my advice about hiring a different coach. (laughs) I was like, it was so weird. So I was like, I'll really know this is a sign if, like somehow, some way she enrolls in my program. So then that night she enrolled in the program. And so I was like, okay, I was all excited. I'm gonna do this medicine journey. And up until that point, I'd never like, I never really experienced psychedelics. It's like the most like, you know, like, like I smoked pot a few times in like in high school. And that was really only because my brother made me, so I wouldn't tell on him for doing it. And so it was like, I never even really experienced anything like this. Like I drink organic wine and that's like about it. So I was so excited to like tell my husband, I'm gonna book this thing. I had the place where I went was, it's called Salterra in Costa Rica. And he got super, super triggered and felt like it had been something that had been planned. And I was like, it was just really weird his his reaction to it and like I was like I'm, I was so excited I was ready to book it I just had the money drop in for that and he it was the first time he'd ever give me silent treatment like we have been together like we've been married eleven years together almost sixteen years and it's funny because I know like the exact like fifty two days together that we moved through him and what he was going through and him not being for it and not being supportive and like it took 52 days to make the decision together to go. So the decision to go was very much intuitive guidance, channeled the waterfall. It been sitting in my field, you know, so it was just like trust this thing, trust this thing. I wound it up on the site. But he he just got really triggered and for him, he he was married. So he thought like I had done all of the healing around my ex-wife. I'm good, and it triggered up all these, like, abandonment issues, like, it had nothing to do with me, but he had, like, hatred towards me that was actually towards her, and he just needed to move through a whole bunch of healing, so that's the, like, how I arrived to the point where I actually went on the medicine journey, like, even, you know, people say, like, the plant medicine, mama ayahuasca, like, as soon as you say yes to going, like, she's already at work, Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I experienced. My life changed so dramatically before I even went. I mean, the healing that my husband went through, he changed careers. Like, you know, even like our intimacy got like, just like it was good. And it got even better. And like so much that we experienced just in saying yes.
0: And you're the one that said, like, are you still the only one who had the ayahuasca experience?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Stay at home with your boys. (laughs)
1: we, we, we pulled our kids out of school and we packed up our car and we drove from New York to Florida. And we're like, the thinking was like, okay, if I'm going to be, I was gone for 10 days. So my husband, you know, held down with the boys homeschooling and his work. And so we were trying to like, how can it be the the best experience for them too? And then also like, how can I have a place to come and integrate where it's like, I've got the sunshine and just like feel good vibes so we drove to Florida we spent a month in Florida we rented a house and then I went off we were there two days and they took me to the airport super super emotional like my husband was a wreck he cried the whole way to the airport it was like so much just to get like I felt like by the time I got to the medicine journey there's like a whole story too of like when I got to Costa Rica like anything that could have gone wrong went wrong like it was so fascinating and it was like by the time I actually got the retreat so i spent two days in a different part of costa Rica, and then to get the to the retreat it's like you take a long bus ride and then a ferry and then a long bus ride i got there and i was like it's like i don't have anything left like i've already like like i've done so much it's like and now i can't i couldn't even fathom you get there and the next day you do what's called at least where i went you do what's called Vamativa where it's like exactly how it sounds. You're cleansing the system. So you're like, they give you this, this herbal tea and you drink it and you drink it and you drink it it, until you literally purge. So Uh. I
0: was like
1: thinking, and I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I had researched, my level of research was like very zero. (laughs) So it was all just guided to the next step, to the next step. And so everyone had been like, Everyone that was there, most everyone had had an experience with ayahuasca, but then everyone had psychedelic experience. So I was like the virgin of the group. And then everyone knew like what they were in for and the vomitiva. And I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> and then, and then I did four medicine ceremonies.
0: So like day one, you're drinking and then vomiting. And then the next four days in a row, are you doing medicine journeys? So
1: day one is your first medicine journey actually. So you get there and the place is absolutely like stunning. Like I can't recommend the place. Like it was was really quite perfect and beautiful and um, very intimate. So there was like 22 of us there, I believe. So you get there and like it's orientation. You're like, you're, you know, having your like dinner with these people and you're getting to know everyone. And that was part of my healing as well as like, I've really struggled my whole life with sisterhood. And there was a few men there, but like just the just the idea of like getting to know these women and like you know you're such an intimate thing i mean you're going through something that's like out of this world and so you're really just getting to know these people quite quickly and so we did the the first night we got kind of situated and then we wake up first thing in the morning we do vomitiva. and then when you're like when you're doing a medicine ceremony at night you're not eating dinner so it's very intentional meals throughout as well so the very first official day like I woke up did the vomitivo we go to have breakfast afterwards <laughs> then a little while later we do lunch and then we're getting ready for our first ceremony so the first ceremony is almost like an introduction to ayahuasca so you're like getting getting to know her and getting like starting to build a relationship and for people who have had the experience it's like the re- like, reunion almost of, like, reigniting ayahuasca within, so you take, a, like, everyone pretty much took a, a small dose the first night, and, you know, you're, like, you have no idea what to expect. I truly, like, I didn't, but I listened to one podcast, and the one podcast I listened to, I, I was, like, I really shouldn't have listened to that podcast, because this guy was talking about how he, he was literally, like, dancing in his own shit. Oh taking ayahuasca and I was like, oh my God, like (laughs) I'm a lady. Like, I can't do that.
0: Like (laughs) I'm a um, lady. I love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so I I was like, listen to that. But you know, it's like you're in what's called a maloka. So it's this like beautiful, like circular dome it's like a meditation center and it's so peaceful and there's um, there is these indigenous shamans that come from Peru. And they're like, you, so you take your mess and you take your dose and then there's just like peacefulness. And so like you're hearing the birds chirp, you're hearing hearing like howling monkeys and you're hearing the waves. This place like right where the Maloka was, it's right on top of this big hill and right down the way is a beach. So you're like hearing the ocean waves. And so I'm in this vibe and, you know, part of you is is like, like, am I going to feel anything? Is it going to work? Because some people say they feel nothing. And so you're not like, you're not really sure what to expect and you're in this like unknown, you're almost in the void. And then after this like stretch of peacefulness, the shamans start singing and they're singing what's called ekros, and there are these like chants that they're singing and it's like, it's not even like a known language and they're singing like certain things and almost like what, what it felt like to me was like frequency calibration, what they're singing. It's like, I felt it here and then I felt it here. And like, it was, it was quite incredible. So they sing for a while And then they pause again. And then they take turns going around to every mat. So it was on this mat on like in the Maloka, And they like chant and they spend like 10 minutes with one person and their frequency calibration and like, like rewiring things, it's wild. So when they first started singing the first night, it was like the first time I sat up. So when they're singing, especially to you, like it's a respectful thing to like sit up and be in tune. And when I first sat up, it was, like, everything in the Maloka was, like, dancing. It was, like, the trees were dancing. And there was, like, this old man, like, old man woods, I called him, like, where the doors, the Maloka open. It was, like, every night he greeted me, and I could see this old man there, and he would show me different emotions. So if I was going to explore sadness, he would have a tear. Or if I was going to explore happiness, he would have a smile. And see, so he kind of guided me and where to go. it was like the trees were dancing and there was like a door and a garden and like this this like monkey figure. And there was like everything like illuminated. And I was like, I wanted to go into things, but I was a little nervous. And then I started to get really quite like sick to my stomach where I couldn't sit up anymore. So I took it easy. It was very chill the first night. And I was like, I'm just getting to learn my mama ayahuasca. And like, I want to make sure that like, You know, when I'm taking the dose, I can actually get myself up and, like, walk to the bathroom. I just, you know, like, didn't know. Because
0: I don't want to dance my own shit. What if that happens? (laughs) I don't know.
1: And, like, you're purging. I mean, purging can look like, like, you could go to the bathroom and purge that way. But it could look like you have these puke buckets there. Mm -hmm. So you could be throwing up. You could be just even, I never realized that, like, yawning. When you're in a medicine journey and you're yawning, it feels like your mouth, like, stretches, like, Mm -hmm. to the size of your hand. Like I just yawned like the whole night and it was such a purge. And then uh, the medicine ceremony, they go until like two or three or four in the morning. And the idea is like, you don't leave until the shamans leave. And then once they leave, like you really don't leave until you stop tripping. You know, cause like for me, where my room was, I had to walk all the way up this huge, huge hill, like after a night of taking plant medicine. <laughs> so, um, so that was really the first day and then my, my second night, I had a day off and then I had my second night, two days back to back, my second and third. And my second night was so intense. Like I had upped my dose. My intuition was telling me not to do that. And I was like second guessing it and thinking, well, in order to get like, in order to explore, like I wanted to explore all these things and these visions that I was experiencing. And I felt like I, I just needed a higher dose. And again, that's what most people do is like, you want to grow your business, go on social media. You want to have a real medicine journey. You've got to take the full dose or it's not going to work. So I battled a little bit with that and I ended up going with a higher dose and I was so sick. I couldn't like, I like, it felt like, and this was all part of my journey as well. Like I received such wisdom and experience that I actually went through that night, but it was like, everything was so loud and like my, I felt like I was like locked in a box and my, there was like alarms going off in my head. Like I could hear the alarms in my ears and like I was being shaken. And when the shamans were singing, I like couldn't wait for it to be over and just felt really sick. And it was horrible. I couldn't wait until it was over. And you know, the wisdom that came through that was like, I couldn't, I wanted to leave and I couldn't one because I like I was in the middle of a journey and like I couldn't physically get up and leave if I wanted to. But two, it's like it was out in the middle of nowhere in Costa Rica. Like I was like, how could I get a plane? How can I go home? How can I get out of here? And the wisdom that was coming through that, with that night was like, can't run away from your problems you know, like you're here, move through it. And I've had a tendency to like move around things or come at things from a, you know, just my whole life, like come at things from another angle. And um, what's the, oh, like ostrich, you mm. know, like if you, like the ostrich, like has, has its head in the, in the sand or the dirt and it's like, I can't see you you can't see me and it was very much like that sort of wisdom that was coming through that night and also you like you get to move through compare and contrast because some people have like the most incredible experiences and like everything comes through and some people it's like dark stuff and each night has its own vibe as well so you're truly taken through this journey and really for me it was like trusting whatever whatever wanted to come through, like just come through, but I did have this intention to like deeper connect with my mission. And so fast forward night three and four, I I was like, okay, message received. I'm going to lower my dose on the third night I did. And I had a really beautiful night. Like it was sweet. It was gentle. And I kept really asking mama ayahuasca to be gentle with me and to like just like we get to go through this slow and to take it easy. And then the fourth night, like I took like one fourth of a dose, which the, like the facilitators who are actually like there and they're leading us through it, not the shamans, but the facilitators, they even take a dose just to be in the energy with us. And like, I took a smaller dose than that and they weren't <laughs> even like on the journey. And Uh, And it was it was beautiful and it was gentle and it moved me into this energy of like the theme those two days were very much gentleness and ease and grace and forgiveness and just being in that energy and I noticed that I started walking lighter and the girl who was next to me and she was going to like Atlantis and she was like speaking different languages like it was wild. like she was like on a whole experience with, with like, and her mat and she was like purging and had like bloody nose and blood coming everywhere. And so like, it's so intimate, it's such a ride, but she had noticed that I started talking gentler and it was like, this gentleness took over my body and almost like, it almost like took a layer, like took a layer off me and connected me to just I don't know, a more raw pure way of being. And, um, you know, on the third and fourth night, like I had energetically thrown up a snake and also felt like I, to the point where I actually was like gagging, like I I felt it actually come out. That's when I had my stomach pumped. That's when the wealth seeds were dropped. It was like all of these things were happening in the gentle energy and, uh, and that's kind of a summary. I mean, it's like, I'm still, I'm still integrating. I'm still, I think I'm still like recovering because there's very little sleep on the medicine journey. <laughs> and how long ago was it? I've been home. Oh, let me think about this. It's been, it's been just about a month.
0: Mm. So one month ago. What are you even able to answer this question? What were your biggest takeaways?
1: Oh, yeah. I think there was, I think there was so many takeaways. I mean, a simple one, which I know, I know, you know, but sometimes whenever happens, the ego or we second guess or, you know, is to just trust the internal guidance. Um, that kind of moved me through the whole experience, but then like I listened and I went into a gentler, beautiful plant medicine journey. Um, I would say the takeaways were like things like trust, things like surrender, things like, you know, you are in control. Like I think sometimes, you know, when you think about taking a psychedelic you're like feeling like you're not in control, you are still very much in control. Like I could in fact get myself up, go to the bathroom, go back. Like I still could have thoughts and, you know, things. You could bring yourself almost in and out of it, but also to another level. It's almost like the medicine comes in and like loves on your ego and kind of shifts it so that you're just so tapped in and tuned in and a truly felt a level of quantum growth. It's almost like a Netflix series where like, so you're scrolling through so much and you're like, Oh, I want to go into that scroll, scroll, scroll. I want to go into that. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's so personalized too. Like I had more wisdom more wisdom come through too about things that'll come up that I haven't quite shared yet that I will. Um, there's something something else that's wanting to come through. I'm just giving it a moment. I think it's just a level of um, like being uncomfortable is really beautiful. You know, the whole thing was so uncomfortable
0: it, and, it took so much bravery it sounds like not just for you but for everyone involved like for your husband
1: yeah yes it did and he you know he like he he struggled the whole time as well in a different kind of way but also like we talked like every night i would come home And I didn't think I was going to have as much conversation with him as I did, but every night I came home and we had a two hour difference. So I was calling him at like all hours of the morning or the night and, and the level of sweetness that he showed me too. It's like when you're in that, and he's always sweet with me, but just, it was next level. And I really illuminated like the mirror mirror. It's like, when you're in a certain energy, you can only attract that energy. And so the energy and the pureness and the rawness that I was in and the gentleness and the openness and all that I was actually experiencing, he reflected that back to me. And it was just the most sweet, sweet, sweet thing. And like, yeah, it was quite magical.
0: Have you maintained the gentleness?
1: Yes, mostly. Uh, my, my My biggest challenge always, is maintaining that with parenting. And I go in and out of it. Um, so I notice that I'm still talking gentler and my throat is like teamed up with the whole body and the whole collective on like making sure like anytime I strain and like talk higher than this, I'm not talking about like just yelling, but even, you know, I've noticed like even yesterday I was in the shower and you know, like you go in the shower and I don't wash my hair every day. And yesterday was a hair washing day. So Usually, I'm in the shower with like a shower cap, and so I had no shower cap, and the water was like on my head. And those are all like they're the juiciest of days because it's like you go to the vortex of the shower and all the downloads channel in, and so I had all this channeling. And my husband, I was like yelling, trying to get my husband cold, like, in the shower because I didn't want to lose anything. And I even found myself like not wanting to strain my voice and talk over the water like having him open the door so i could stay gentle so my body is teamed up and my throat will tell me when i'm not being gentle and when you're gentle like you can't help but be in more love and compassion because you know when you're not raising your voice or when you're like it's just so different so i'm being reminded and i've got some help along the way but i would say mostly i've definitely kept the gentle energy
0: yeah, what I'm getting is, um, it's like you stepped into a new level of receiving, mm-hmm. a softer version of receiving. Yes, totally. And you needed to like move, move your ego aside a bit, like as though it's like a barn door, and it just mm-hmm. needed to slide over a little bit to make space. It's like mm-hmm. now it's open, and now, now you can fully receive. Yes. Mm, I'm excited for what else is coming through for you.
1: (sighs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, I was on the ferry ride to the place where the medicine journey was. I didn't even know like the town that it was in. It's like no research. And the girl The girl that was, her name was Cheryl, and she was sitting next to me on the ferry ride, and she had already been, and she was talking about, like, she had been exactly a year ago. She was talking about all the shifts that she'd experienced over the the year, and how the medicine just keeps working, and it keeps working, and it's really fascinating, because it's kind of, like, one of those things that, you know, reminds me of, like, you know, if you have kids, or even just time in general, it's, like, like, time just goes by so fast, so fast. I remember when, you know, I was pregnant with my kids and people would be like, oh my God, wait till like, you just wait, they'll be in, they'll be in elementary school and we'll be this age. And it was like, now I have an eight and 10 year old and it seems absolutely incredible. Like how do we have these eight and 10 year old beings? Like they feel like they were just kids. And it's that kind of thing with this too. It's like you, when you just, when you, it's like the wealth codes almost, when you just keep allowing the work to happen, you keep going back to it and going back to it um there's a part of me that is like I just want to soak this up for so long I know the medicine is 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 in me it's like once you take ayahuasca it's like you you are the medicine the me- like you're so connected to the medicine and I want to just keep soaking this up soaking this up there's another part of me that's like oh my god I cannot wait to go back which is not what I was saying when I was there. I was like, <laughs> never doing this again. This is crazy. What was I thinking? And, and, you know, my husband who really struggled with me going and finally arrived, like being able to support me and doing it. But in order for him to do that and the masculine energy that, that he's coming from, like he did the research and he read the books. And by the time he had gone through all that, he wanted to actually go with me. So he had come full circle and I was like, I'm so happy that you feel that way. And like can't have you go with me on this trip. It's for me, but I see us going back together and that'll be really special and magical. So
0: who knows what's in store. You said that your intention in going into this was to like deepen your mission. What is your mission?
1: Yeah. So I I have known for quite some time, like I'm a beacon of love and truth. And really, it's like my purpose of creating and cultivating freedom through play and laughter. And I've been really clear about that. But I've had this like thirst of wanting to know my collective mission, like the deeper mission, like I just felt it. But but then it was like, couldn't put my finger quite on it. And so that was one of my biggest intentions when I went there and it didn't, it didn't quite happen there but I could see how like the whole four days and the whole journey had been like preparing me for what was gonna come. And so when I came home, you know, I went to two weeks integration in, in Florida and we spent almost every day either at the beach or at the pool and like taking warm sunny walks which New York is not that vibe right now. So it was like the perfect environment for me to just really let whatever else wanted to come through, come through. And um, what came through blew my mind. It's one of those things where it's so simple, but so profound and so simple, but like so potent that I'm like, is that it? That's it, oh my God, that's it. And so it came through that my mission is the seven figure, the, the 10 hour CEO, and really this embodiment of being a woman, being a wealthy woman who can have it all, the freedom, wealth and impact in 10 hours a week or less, and being able to lead that movement for other women who can have it all in 10 hours a week or less. So very much coming from a conscious place in business and collapsing time and quantum speeds and quantum growth and you know, it was about the same time of me really allowing the mission to like finally come through in full force that it was like Facebook had to go and it's like all these things had to go and it was part of creating space and that came in. It was like, if I only had, like I let myself go to like extremes, like let's say like good extremes and bad extremes. Like let's say something happened to like my kids, for example, you know, and I only had, like I had it to. to care for them. It was like something, something dramatic happened. And I only had 10 hours a week, well, like gun gun to my head I had 10 hours a week. Like then what would I do? How would I run my business? And really for me, I always plant myself in like the digital nomad life that we have. And if I'm traveling to Thailand and to Bali and to Nicaragua and all these places, like I want to explore. I don't want to be like sucked up into working the whole time. So it really allowed things to shift into perspective. Like what's the one thing that's like do this one thing it's like light a match light a match and obviously it's following what lights me up and doing the things that are fun but it just got so even more intimate and like how could this business be so super simple where it's like stupid simple it's like boring it's like how like It doesn't need to be flashy. It doesn't need to, it's like, how can this just be so streamlined that for me really is like cultivating seven figures in 10 hours a week or less.
0: It feels so aligned with where you are right now. (laughs) It feels so aligned with more beach time, pool time and warm sunny walks.
1: Yes. Well, I appreciate you witnessing me and sharing these moments with me.
0: (laughs) You are such a powerful joy seeker Mm -hmm. and I love being in your energy
1: thank you sister
0: (laughs) what we we've got to wrap this up in a second what's like the big thing you just want everyone in the world to know hmm I think
1: honestly, it's it's again, kind of simple and profound is that you can have it all. You know, I think that for me, I grew up very much, I think just in society in general. And I know that you attract a very conscious tribe. So like, we, we know this, but it's truly like receiving that as, as a code as well. Because, you know, we're told like you have to choose this or you have to choose that, or you can like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I was told that so much growing up and you can have the freedom-based life, but also have amazing relationships. And it's like really, truly, regardless of your path, you get to have it all.
0: It's delicious. Yes. (laughs) Where can people connect with you and get on your email list and work with you?
1: Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, perhaps Facebook, perhaps not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but definitely, um, definitely getting on my email list. So perhaps I can give you a link for that. And, you know, just loving up on my peeps there right now and really enjoying that. And I'm obviously offering lots of goodies and value there.
0: And what's your website?
1: JessicaPageCoaching.com
0: of course we will put all of that in the show notes Mm. thank you so much for sharing your journeys and your wisdom and your light
1: thank you for having me it's like again with the time like effortless ease I'm dancing with you so thank you Mm,
0: (laughs) I love you sister I love you too Thank you so much for listening. If that episode resonated with you, or if any episode of the Find Your Awesome podcast resonates with you, please share it with all your people. And if you want to connect with Jessica and learn more about her, go to jessicapagecoaching.com. If you want to connect with me, learn more about me, kelseyabbott.com. That's it. You're amazing. You're wonderful. Go forth and be awesome.